Well, hello everybody and welcome to another UK Motor Talk Formula One Grand Prix review. My name is Jim, thank you for joining and listening along as we're going to go through the weekend that was the Australian Grand Prix of 2022. Another good race, It's uh, I know it's uh, the season is still young but I think it's uh, shaping up to be a cracking season already and, uh, and it was good to be back in Australia, I thought it was... Uh, just nice to see the the crowd. I think the biggest uh, attendance at a sporting event in Australia's history. I think it's four hundred and twenty something thousand people over the course of the weekend, and uh, just just seemed nice really to uh, to return here after the uh, the abandoned race in twenty twenty, which seems like a long time ago now, and uh, and not coming there in twenty twenty one to uh, to be back with the bang this year. It was brilliant. We'll run down the uh, the race weekend as it happened then with a few twists and turns on the way. Qualifying, uh, good to see Vettel back in the car. Did seem to be suffering slightly from uh, either rustiness or not enough testing or maybe after effects of COVID, uh, but not, not helped by a, just a mucky weekend overall, really. I mean, he'd had not too much running for reliability issues in, uh, in early free practice sessions and then the shunt in free practice three. But to, uh, to be able to get out and actually set a lap, even if it wasn't a lap that was setting the world alight, I think it was only uh, the red flag uh, caused by Latifi, again, uh, that uh, the money could get out. But um, yeah, good to, uh, good to see him out, even if, uh, if he wasn't in the best of form. Uh, so Q1, we lost uh, Alban, Magnussen, Vettel, Latifi and Stroll. Uh, Alban having a breakdown uh, on, the way, uh, on the way back round. Good to see Schumacher out qualifying Magnussen. Well, good if you Schumacher, I suppose. Uh, but I think Magnussen couldn't quite get on, uh, on top of the car and nail a lap. Perez, uh, Perez under investigation for not slowing down under yellows, but I don't think too much came of that. Uh, on to Q2, where we lost Gasly, Bottas, Sonoda, Zoe, and Mick Schumacher. Uh, Bottas actually not making it through to Q3 for the first time in, in forever. I think it's 250-something races, 200 races. I'm not sure, but uh, a hell of a lot. But towards the, uh, the end of the session, lots of drivers struggling with uh, with the low sun and, uh, and asking for dark visors. So I think just symptomatic of the time that they were running the race. But some of the onboards with the, uh, the helmet cams that we're being treated to this year uh, did show just, just how impossible it was to see anything. I know that I think the cameras have got um, not quite the, the stabilisation that the human eye has, but it certainly looks well porpoisey and bumpy as hell in a lot of cars but the sun certainly wasn't helping into q3 uh, slightly lesser mixed up group of cars this time round seems to be more of a, uh, a car dependent circuit as we had two red bulls two ferraris two mercedes two mclarens and two alpines all in the top 10 uh, so a bit less mixed up than uh, than previous races but good to see mclaren getting uh, getting up into the top 10 uh, they'd said afterwards i think the whole weekend was uh, the circuit coming towards the car or the, the circuit suiting the car slightly more than them getting on top of, uh, of any of their issues. High speed, I think McLaren is okay. Uh, it seems to be more the low speed stuff that they, uh, that they suffer in. So it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues in, uh, in upcoming races. Bit of a mistake from Verstappen on his first run, which meant he uh, wasn't quite up there where he wanted to be. Uh, and then we saw Alonso chuck it into the wall with uh, with a hydraulic issue he was going really well up until that point he i think he could have been 
maybe not front row, but but second row. I think he would have ended up in. He uh, he certainly seemed on it, but just a shame that that hydraulic issue when he couldn't quite get that extra down change and uh, and ended up in the wall. Not that he'd have uh, he'd have managed to get up much further in the lap, of course. Uh, just a thousandth of a second between Verstappen and Perez on their first run, and then just a thousandth of a second between them uh, the other way around on their second runs. So Verstappen was was pushing as hard as he could, but another pole position for Charles Leclerc, uh, with Perez lining up third, uh, Norris fourth, Hamilton fifth, Russell sixth, Ricardo seventh, Ocon eighth, Sainz ninth, and Alonso tenth. Sainz just just having a bit of a miserable qualifying session overall, really, or certainly a miserable Q3. Uh, issues firing the car up, which meant that he uh, couldn't get out quite in time, so could only get one lap in late, couldn't get the tyres warmed up and prepared as he wanted to, so that kind of scuppered him. And um, really just sort of set the, set the scene for Sainz on, uh, on Sunday. On to the race then. Mixture of, uh, of hards and mediums for, uh, for everybody starting. Pretty much the top eight all on mediums uh, and then a good mix of people on medium and hard tyres. Good start from, uh, from Lewis Hamilton but uh, just a, a horrendous start from Sainz. Couldn't seem to get the tyres fired up properly. It went for a slightly over over optimistic move bit of impatience there really wanting to to get on with things and and try and push further up the grid so spun in uh into the gravel trap and um just just really caps off a miserable weekend for him seems very early in the season to be uh to be saying is he now a wingman for Charles Leclerc but um I I think he probably is to be fair it's uh, as I say I know we're only three races in but if uh, if we look at the uh, the championship standings already, it's you know forty just under forty points. I think he is behind. I'm not sure really. All all the time Ferrari seem to have their their distinct advantage, and the Red Bulls have the unreliability. Then uh, I think that Ferrari will let them get on with it. And uh, and if science happens to be leading next time out, then then they'll probably let him take that winning carry on. But if uh, if Red Bull get their reliability issues sorted or Mercedes sort the porpoising issue and, and unlock some of the pace that's probably slightly hidden in their car and things get a bit tougher will uh, will they have to do that as I say three three races in it does seem a bit harsh to be Carlos to be saying that but we will uh, we will have to wait and see we had a, a virtual safety car whilst that was all being mocked up and that very quickly turned into a safety car so Lance Stroll came into the pits at that stage. You'd only want to pit, I think, that early on. Race director for this weekend, bringing out a, uh, a couple of very clear directives and missives for behaviour behind safety car and, and safety car restarts. So I thought it was just very nice that he'd drawn all of the drivers a pretty little picture explaining exactly what it is they could and couldn't do. So I think it had, it explained it in, uh, in plain and simple English and plain and simple drawings for them. So... Uh, Verstappen's antics that have been going on behind the safety car have, uh, have been specifically ruled out. So it's it's nice to see that that very clear direction there. Leclerc duly led uh, led away from Verstappen after the restart. Uh, Red Bull looking better in race trim, uh, I think, than they were in qualifying initially. Anyway, Ferrari porpoising around like anything, but it didn't seem to be affecting them for pace. Perez managing to uh, to get past Hamilton. Pretty use of, uh, of DRS zones. We had three DRS zones down from four. It was 
proposed to be four at the start of the weekend, uh, but one was done away. Although the Red Bull race pace looked good, they did suffer quite badly from uh, from grading. So Verstappen seemed to be able to stick with Leclerc for a couple of laps, and then as soon as he just pushed the tyres that little bit too hard, they uh, they started to grain up and didn't seem to come back for him. Good scrap slightly further down though, with uh, with Bottas and Sonoda, Magnussen. Uh, all having a good scrap. Bottas seems to have got his uh, his race mojo back for me this year. You can never accuse him of being too far off the pace in qualifying uh, compared to Lewis in years gone by, or, or indeed he'd, he'd actually out-qualify him on, uh, on quite a few occasions, but always seemed to drop back during the race, whether it was defeatist attitude or, or lack of interest or just, just couldn't quite hang with Lewis in the races for whatever reason. That that seems to have turned around this year and he seems far more keen to get his elbows out and, and get stuck in. But yeah, Verstappen had, uh, had had to pit earlier than all of the other leaders uh, to come in for hard ties and then try and make those last through the rest of the race. Hamilton managed to get past Perez as his ties had gone, so the, the Mercedes looking better in race trim than qualifying trim I think or whether that's just with not having the ultimate pace they're that little bit easier on the tyres so they're not trashing the tyres hard as much maybe. Perez pitted not long after that uh, Norris and Ricardo followed them in. Ricardo uh, really really close just staying in front of Albon and Stroll on the way out. Little note on Ricardo. good to see him running his, his pace seems uh, a lot stronger either. I'm sure he'd have dearly loved to have finished in front of Norris in uh, in qualifying all the race, but uh, at least his pace seemed to be there or thereabouts, and he just looks a lot happier in the car. He looks a lot more settled. He seems a lot happier in himself. Lots of the uh, the Danny Rick laughing, happy, jokiness. He, he just looks super relaxed. And uh, uh, a happy Ricardo and a relaxed Ricardo is a fast Ricardo. So he's, uh, I think, heading uh, heading in the right direction there. Another round of pit stops, and uh, Perez initially came out behind Lewis, but managed to get past him again. And then we had the safety car come out yet again after Vettel's spin into the wall. So that, that just capped off his miserable weekend, really. Never really looked on it. But that did allow George Russell to make a pit stop just at the ideal time, so he was able to uh, to jump Lewis. Despite the uh, the missives about mucking about behind the safety car, I'd imagine many bits shot out of, uh, of the back end of Schumacher as he nearly shot into the back end of Sonoda. That was bloody close, that was. Uh, I think uh, whether that was uh, anyone in particular doing anything wrong, they uh, did all have to go up and have a chat with the stewards afterwards just to run through what had happened. And uh, I think the, the upshot of it was nobody was particularly at fault. It was just a combination of you zigging, him zagging, and him zigging at the same time led to that. But it, uh, it got very, very close. But it would have, uh, would have woken him up, I'm sure. Just about the only... I'm not going to say blot on a copy books. It wasn't really. But Leclerc just uh, just ran a little bit wide, had to back out of the throttle in the last corner, allowed Verstappen to, uh, to get a run on him and get close. But... Within uh, within about three corners, Leclerc had settled back down into the race lead and, and just pulled away imperiously again. Perez getting past Alonso. Great scraps again all the way down. I know the, the safety car had bunched things up, but how close everybody was able to run at this stage and how close they were all able to run for lap after lap after lap and, and overtake, get past. One person would overtake two or three and then get overtaken again. It was uh, just good, good racing all the way down the field. So, and uh, and you could tell because we didn't really see too much of Leclerc at this stage. Such was the scrap going on further down.
and then uh, shock. Well, shock is it a shock? I'm not really not really sure if it's a shock or not at this stage, given Red Bull's reliability issues this uh, this season so far. But certainly, attention grabbing for Stappen out uh, looked to be a fuel leak, bringing out the virtual safety car. Gave Alonso, Magnussen and, and Albon finally uh, coming in for a pit stop. It looked like Albon was, I think at one point, just going to take the penalty for not changing tyres and doing the entire Grand Prix on uh, on one set of tyres there. Stroll and, and Bottas getting a bit racy and a bit argy-bargy, actually. Stroll getting a five-second penalty for weaving on the straights. He did uh, did run Bottas out of road rather abruptly as well. I think the the running him out of road on the exit was, was firm very 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 close to the line if not over it but uh but close but certainly the weaving around on the straights there wasn't uh, wasn't much need for that but such was the uh, the closeness of the racing that a five second penalty well in in years gone by you'd try and break if you had a five second penalty to the guy behind you try and break the drs gap and and pull away and put five five seconds on him and you know we've heard that from verstappen before just oh well i'll take the five second penalty because i think i can barge past and get five seconds up the road from him so it's fine such was the the closeness of the racing that five second penalty meant four or five places to drop so a, a byproduct of the closer racing is uh, that a penalty actually means a little bit more these days good couple of scraps for uh, for all of them and gasly getting past stroll and then bottas Perez did run off the, uh, the track a little bit, whether that was pushing as hard as he could to, to try and catch Leclerc. I don't think there's uh, any danger of him actually catching Leclerc. So he just seemed to calm it down slightly and, uh, and follow Leclerc home, really. And that was uh, the story of Perez's race. So uh, a finishing order then, finishing last, unfortunately, Alonso, although it was very uh, fastest lap attempt as well. Alonso finishing 17th, Latifi finishing 16th, Sonoda 15th. Magnuson 14th, Schumacher leading Magnuson home in 13th, uh, Lance Stroll 12th, uh, 11th for Guan Yu Zhou, uh, and 10th Alban, uh, a, a brilliant strategy, well executed, a bit of tyre whispering, but with, uh, with a car that's, that's probably the 9th or 10th quickest, uh, to be able to finish top 10 is, uh, is a cracking result for Alban and the whole Williams team. Uh, Gasly coming in ninth, Bottas having a good race up to eighth, Ocon in seventh, Danny Rick trailing Norris uh, or shadowing Norris all the way home, just finished what, four tenths behind him at the flag, Norris in fifth, Hamilton in fourth, just getting dropped behind Russell as a result of those pit stops really, could see George getting his first podium for Mercedes, Perez in second and uh, pole position, fastest lap, led every lap. And won the race, Charles Leclerc, just looking, I've used the word before, absolutely imperious. It's, uh, it's, it's an odd one with, uh, with Leclerc, actually, in, in the past. Although he's had, for me, he's had those flashes of brilliance. I've, I wasn't too sure of him being, uh, being a driver of the Verstappen level, the Hamilton level, uh, the Vettel level at the peak of his powers. I, I, I thought he was good, but not, not quite that good. But this season, he just seems to have stepped it up a gear really he he just seems to have slotted into this car into this team and just well he's he's been a product of the ferrari driver academy for many many years so no doubt the team feels like home but he just looks so comfortable in that car in in that environment and in the position he's in it's uh it's, it's something we do actually see or we've seen many, many times over the years, uh, a driver looks good or very good or even excellent, but maybe not quite there or doesn't quite convince everyone. 
but the minute they get themselves into that car that that just suits them and uh, and they think the championship fight is on they just seem to pick it up a notch you know just just take it up a gear or two and and seem to hit a new level of performance and for me so far this year Charles Leclerc is doing exactly that it's uh tough to see uh, anyone else at this stage I know it's very early days it's tough to see anyone else really taking the fight to him reliability and pace issues that that all the other teams seem to be having I mean McLaren making a, a bit of progress it would appear although as I said at the beginning that's maybe more the track suiting the car rather than the other way round uh, I'd imagine if we were at Monaco next then McLaren would uh, would probably be struggling to to do much better than finishing 13th, 14th, 15th, maybe even 16th, I suspect. Rebel looked to have a very quick car, but very, very fragile. Whether it's just teething problems or, or growing pains, having to do more work on the engine side themselves, it's, uh, of course, always a fine line between what bits do the engine manufacturers do, what bits do the constructors do in terms of packaging or cooling or fuel systems or installation, etc., how much of it is going in is is due to to finger trouble or or inexperience. I mean, I I, I wouldn't have thought there'd be uh, too many inexperienced people working at Rebel. They've certainly poached a lot of the Mercedes engine guys over the last few months and years in preparation for this, and and Honda are still very heavily involved in in the Rebel powertrain project. Actually, I think they build the engines up and ship them over, so Rebel can focus more on the installation of them. But I. It's uh yeah if they if they don't get on top of these issues it towards the end of the season it pretty much won't matter how quick their car is even uh, even if they manage to get a second in hand over Ferrari's all Charles Leclerc can do every time is finish third any minute now Ferrari and, and Leclerc will have such a lead over Red Bull that actually just following the random finishing third will uh, will do the job uh, as I say I know we're, we're only three races in but the uh, the fact that Max is uh, is sixth in the championship, uh, twenty five points. So he's uh, almost two race wins uh, with two DNFs from Charles Leclerc behind already, and and after three races, that's a lot. So how long before Red Bull get on top of these reliability issues, um, or will uh, hey, will they do something really crazy and uh, and just throw all their eggs in the Sergio Perez basket as he's five points ahead of Max? Highly unlikely, but you never know. But uh, yeah, championship standings, Verstappen 6th, Lewis in 5th, Perez in 4th, Carlos Sainz dropping to 3rd actually after a, a fairly miserable weekend for him, uh, which means that somehow randomly George Russell seems to have popped up into 2nd in the championship, just out of, out of consistency, I think, although Mercedes have got not the best package in terms of ultimate pace, I think, you know, they're just flat out on pure pace terms nearly a second maybe just over a second behind ferrari at the moment which is a hell of a lot of time to find but to be giving away that amount of lap time and, and be a few points ahead of one ferrari i know there's a, a bit of a gap to charles leclerc leading the way on 71 points as he is to george russell's 37 but i think that just shows the uh, exemplary execution that mercedes have managed to uh, to carry out this year to have had the third or fourth quickest car but to be able to gather the amount of podiums that they have and and have a driver sat in second in the championship and uh and the mercedes team are sat in second as well 10 points ahead of red bull albeit 40 odd points behind ferrari as they're leading with 104 mercedes down on 65 
is I think it just shows the um, operational excellence of Mercedes. Really, they they seem to have maximised what it is they've got whilst they're waiting for the upgrades or uh, or the answers to the uh, the porpoising issues that they've been having. They've done rather well. That's about it from uh, from me this evening. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Do drop us a line on uh, on all the socials. We are at UK Motor Talk pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on the Australian Grand Prix or the, the year so far, and we'll be back in uh, in a few weeks' time. We're off to Italy, Emilia Romagna, which is uh, which is similar to uh, to anyone who's been watching Formula One for more than a few years. It's a great track. I'm, I'm really, really chuffed that it seems to be back on and, and as a permanent fixture. Hey, we're off to Italy and we've got a Ferrari leading the World Championship and we've got a Ferrari driver in cracking form at the moment. So the uh, Italian crowd should, uh, should no doubt head there with a bit of optimism. Uh, we'll hopefully bump the numbers up and make the crowd even larger and even more passionate than it normally is. So that should uh, shape up to be a good weekend. So uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. And as I say, do drop me a line with any of your thoughts or any ideas what sort of format you want this podcast to take. And, uh, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Bye for now. UK Motor Talk, a first take media production.